I'm a tiny yellow-tipped tree snail. A lot of people just pass me over. You know, big whoop, a snail. Who cares, right? But actually, I'm an integral part of the forest ecosystem here on Oahu. Not only do I eat fungus... Oh! Wait, that was you eating a mushroom? No, Jack, that was the sound of my shell cracking. Uh, yeah, someone just cracked my shell. I I can't tell you who or what it was because that would ruin the episode, but just keep listening. <laughs> oh, wow, it hurts. That's <laughs> It's a good episode, though. Uh, the, the Hawaiian tree snail episode. Uh, for the love of... Welcome to Extinction Event. Hi. Hi, Jack. Hello. I am feeling pretty good today. I I got a haircut. Oh. Yeah. That's a... Wow. Well, uh, it sounds like (laughs) it in your voice. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to get a haircut before every additional episode to bring this kind of energy it seems positive. Like yeah. it's a rare thing to be so positive when we're about to hear about how these animals got wiped off the face of the earth. Can we just talk about that expression? What wiped off the face of the earth? Because uh, we've used it plenty of times. Yes, but when you think about it, when do you wipe something off your face? <laughs> when you're a baby or a child. When you got a little schmutz on it. Oh, and I don't think that really gives. Uh, you know the kind of respect or you know for an organism that like worked its way up through evolution <laughs> and then you're like you got a little eh. yeah. yeah you got it that you happens it. when you eat nachos yeah oh no uh, you got it and like there goes there goes the white rhino like a <laughs> yeah like a bit of nacho cheese on your chin huh? yeah well maybe we could think of a new one new term I was thinking, is there a phrase thrown into the annals of oblivion? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're going with there. Maybe it's just a slight tweak, like chopped off the face of the earth. You know? And then it's like, wow, someone just chopped off their nose. That sucks. How about blown off? I don't know. (laughs) Again, why don't we just stop with chopped? while we're ahead there. <laughs> Look, I will be honest. Part of the reason I'm trying to be really upbeat is because today's episode is about a Hawaiian tree snail. And I know that you're not going to think it's very cool. <laughs> so I'm try- trying to bring that fun energy today. Yeah, it's, it's kind of feeling like an like a pep rally at an elementary school. We're going to try and get us to sell magazine subscriptions or something. <laughs> Who's ready to have fun? <laughs> hey, you, do you want a free pair of rollerblades? <laughs> I sat through a lot of pyramid scheme type <laughs> things in elementary school. Did you? Did you realize it at the time that they were pyramid schemes, or were you all I'm in? I'm just saying, looking back at it, it okay. had a very familiar feel that I was, 
where it is like, if you just sell enough yeah. of these, you get up to the next level. I think that's when I it should have been a red flag for me and possibly my parents that I had low self-esteem because I knew that I wasn't going to be one of those people who got an, sold enough <laughs> wrapping paper to get. I don't even know what the prizes were like chocolate. What did you get? I, it was like I think it was like a trip to Disneyland oh. or something, which is like, yeah, I mean, it's like two hours away. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work if you lived in California. Yeah, but uh, I just knew no. I'm I'm probably gonna sell a couple to my mom. I knew right away I, I was too lazy to accomplish it. That's what I mean. Well, you said you the way you were framing up was like I'm not good enough at oh. selling. I was like I'm not even gonna attempt that part. Maybe if there's mm-hmm. a really low goal, I I might try to achieve that lowest rung mm-hmm. of prize. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm but, not going to apply myself to do that. But for, not worth it. But that's, that is different than me. Yeah. Because me, it was, yeah, I'm not good enough to do that, but I wish I was. Ah. And so part of me then kind of tried knowing I was going to be disappointed. It was just a really, really not a good process. It's, well, Melissa, it sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> You're like, I'm not good enough to win, so I'm just going to try and I'm not doing very well just like I thought I would. I hope that mm. people understand what we're referencing here, which is in elementary school, there would occasionally be these programs to sell wrapping paper or chocolates or magazine subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Popcorn. And they would bait you with these like reward tiers if you sold enough. <laughs> I, I think it's like fundraising for the schools, right? But at the end of the day, and not just for some other corporation Hard that we were being say. used as salespeople for. Hard I'm sure say. the school got a <laughs> got a cut, maybe, of the action. But we sat through a lot of those. We we're selling mm. stuff to our friends and families. Yep. And, Apologies to those friends and families. With the promise of, you know, maybe going to, I don't know. Didn't Nickelodeon have something for a while? I don't know. That's what we're referring to. And what is this episode about? (laughs) Do you know, what do you know about snails? Do you know anything about Hawaiian tree snails? Uh, are, Are they really big? Nope. Okay. I thought it might be those ones that you see on the internet every once in a while. They're Big like snails. the world's biggest snail, but they're not. Nope. Uh, snails. The, you put salt on them. They don't like that. Um, they have. They carry their houses on their back, and they're slimy. Mm-hmm. And the French eat them. Do you feel bad when you see a snail on the sidewalk that got crushed? I mean, personally, no, because it's just kind of it happens. Have you ever squished one? Yeah, probably. Yes, I have. How did that feel? Well, I was probably really upset because I wasn't able to sell very many magazine <laughs> subscriptions <laughs> or popcorn tins. So, I that was a mix. It was a whirlwind of emotions. And I yeah, I didn't feel happy about it. If that's what you're asking, if when did I get put on trial here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that happened a long time ago. I don't need to be sitting up here getting grilled by the prosecution. 
I'm just saying you're a very different kind of person when it comes to snails than I am. When I see a snail crossing a sidewalk, Mm -hmm. I will pick the snail up and move it to the other side of the sidewalk. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go out of my way to squish it, but I'm going to be like, good luck, sir. (laughs) I could tell that you weren't a big snail fan, but I'm going to try and by the end of this episode, hopefully you will think differently of them. So far, yeah, it feels like you it's the Hawaiian party snail or something. Yeah? That's the kind of energy. Yeah. Okay, I was losing the energy. I got a little sad there about the snails that you crushed. But back <laughs> to the episode at hand, let's get started. You ready? I'm ready. Today we are talking about Hawaiian tree snails, specifically the Acatinella apex fulva. Mm-hmm. That second part, apex fulva, means yellow tipped, probably. <laughs> Science, you know, uh, it's but, kind yeah. of wishy washy. That's what the internet said. Uh, for today, <laughs> for today, we're gonna call them yellow tipped snails or just tree snails. But just know that. The ones that we're talking about today are a unique species of Hawaiian tree snail. They lived only in Oahu. They were shaped like a swirly ice cream, you know, soft serve. Yep. And were about the size of a thumbnail. Hmm. Well, when you say soft serve, has it been in the sun for a while? Has a little bit. Has it melted bit. down or is it straight whipped right out the McDonald's machine? The one day, not straight. The one day it was working out of the year, right? No, it's been in the car for a little bit. Okay, but so not like a sharp tip. It's been melted down, so it still has a tip. It's yellow tipped, Mm. but it's uh, it's just not very long and narrow in general. They're a little more stubby, squished, stubby. Yeah, and again, there were many species of tree snail, but this one is the yellow tipped one. And I know what you're gonna say. Jack. <laughs> snails they're not cool i mean i mean i'm struggling to think of a good example of a cool snail <laughs> so maybe your statement is true i'm here to tell you snails are cool they are like nature's little recyclers pretty pretty cool whoa <laughs> Jeez, my mind's been changed completely <laughs> You didn't tell me they recycle. <laughs> they help break down plant matter and recycle nutrients in the forest. Also, tree snails eat fungi off of leaves, which probably helps those trees by preventing them from getting diseases. No way! <laughs> Controlling disease on trees? They're a really important part of a forest ecosystem. And uh, that's pretty cool. Where can I hang out with these party guys? (laughs) Also, they're hermaphrodites. Whoa. Did you know that? No, I didn't. You didn't know that. They have male and female reproductive organs. Any snail can have sex with any other snail and theoretically have offspring. There's no he or she. It's just they're all snails. Whoa. 
the Mr. Potato Head crowd just blew their minds. <laughs> <laughs> also, they live pretty long, about 10 years. What? Yeah. At least the, the ones we're talking about today. I don't know about all snails. That's longer than I thought they lived. I always thought of them like seasonal or something. Or it's like, one one like chance. Right. You know? <laughs> well. Where they just kind of rise up year after year. Yeah. Ten no? years. That's a grizzled snail. Ten-year-old Most... snail. Some snails started their life in 2011, <laughs> which I couldn't tell you anything that happened in 2011. <laughs> no. I bet what that's... was the fashion? What was going on? What iPod were we on at 2011? What's up, Melissa? Yeah, happy new year. 2010s are finally behind us. Yeah. Whatever we're calling that from 2000 to 2010. The odds? Did we decide on this? It's been a decade. They call it, I think in the future, they call it the early 2000s. Yeah. But that doesn't make a whole... Well, we don't know yet because yeah. it just happened and it's 2011 and also it's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Remember that Rebecca Black song that's popular right now in 2011? Ja- uh, Jack, guess, whew, guess what? Uh, fast forward 10 years, I'm still kind of a nerd. <laughs> so I don't know that song then or ne- or in the future. Are we jumping back and forth Wait, the time? I've, we are in 2011. We're in 2011. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, it's totally popular right now. You can look it up on your iPhone 4S. Cool. Which just came out. Hey, have you heard about these things called podcasts? What? No, I'm too busy reading books on my Amazon Kindle Fire, <laughs> the number one consumer <laughs> electronic this year. Oh, uh, man. Well, I've just been getting, like, all emotional about rolling. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Rolling, rolling in, in the deep. deep. Adele. Adele. Oh, uh, she's going to be fat forever. <laughs> Are they they they're done with iPods, right? It's just that's I don't over. know. They're probably gonna do a retro one. These weird Gen Z kids are like fetishizing iPod One and stuff. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, I know. I appreciate. And it. they have the confidence to do so. <laughs> All right. Well, how did these snails get to Hawaii? The very first mollusks. Mollusks, by the way. Snails and mollusks? Yes. They are soft-bodied invertebrates that include snails, slugs, mussels, and octopuses, and other things, but those were the ones I thought you would like. An octopus and a snail are both in the same category? They're mollusks, so they are soft-bodied invertebrates. Hmm. You know, they're not super closely related, but- they're in that They're in category. It. Okay. I don't know if it's a family or a genera. Yeah. I forgot that a long time ago. It's more of a general category. Yeah. So those first ancestors to the tree snails arrived in Hawaii millions of years ago, possibly in the beak of a bird hmm. or on the back of a bird. Whoa. <laughs> or maybe they just floated over on sea debris. This is... Uh... Bird airline. <laughs> if you look over the left wing, you will see Oahu. <laughs> Quiet, Claire. It's for landing. 
I've been saving up for this vacation forever. <laughs> oh, I continue. We'll never know for sure how they got over there. But from those first snails, many species of tree snail will eventually evolve on the islands, exhibiting a cornucopia of colors. Eventually, there's an explosion of snails, large populations grow, and they're mainly hanging out on trees, eating the fungus that grows on the leaves. Also, tree snails are nocturnal. So past accounts of the snails describe them like seeing lights on a Christmas tree because mm. they were so colorful. Early Hawaiians were familiar with these colorful mollusks. They had songs and folklore about them, and also they made lays out of them. That's cool. <laughs> and there were probably a lot of yellow-tipped tree snails back when the first humans colonized Oahu, but not only are they turning them into lays, but soon other forces will start eating away at the tree snail population. Quite literally. <laughs> you are a master with words. <laughs> because eventually rats are introduced to the island. I'm not sure who gets the blame for that one. Early Hawaiians or European explorers. Who knows? Who cares? Doesn't really matter. Uh, if it's... Well, it's... Yeah, it doesn't matter. I agree because it's like... If you are coming over in some type of floating ship or raft, you're going to have rats. So they're one with the other. Yeah. They're coming. If it's ancient uh, Polynesians going island hopping, right. rats. Exactly. If it's uh, Europeans looking for something to colonize, rats. Turns out, though, that even though the rats were a threat to the tree snails, by the 1800s, the bigger threat will be humans. We cannot get enough of these snails. They are colorful. They're fun to look at. They're cute little souvenirs that fit into your carry-on luggage. And uh, people are just scooping these snails up by the thousands. Really? Kind of, yeah. They're just like, don't leave without a handful of snails. <laughs> it's a early souvenir. If you happen to... I don't know. Well, here's something I know about snails. They don't keep real well. It's like taking home a peanut shell for a souvenir. It's like it's going to get crushed in your pocket. Well, you probably killed a few birds, so just you know, stuff it with some feathers. You know, get creative. Fine. So they're taking a lot of snails. One account claimed that you could collect 10,000 tree snails in one day. It's <laughs> just like... Taking your arm and like swooping all the trees people are just real. But when was this? You're gonna tell me it was like 1980 or something. Uh that was 1800s. Yeah. Okay. I think people were real bored if you were trying to collect 10,000 snails in a day. Yeah, that seems like a lot of snails. You're going through the airport and (laughs) drop your luggage and outspill 10,000 snails. <laughs> so humans, you know, that's not good. And you're probably thinking, I see where this is going. Humans are going to collect these things into extinction by the turn of the century. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. What? Yeah. Fast forward uh 
a hundred years, enter a little something called the rosy wolf snail. The rosy wolf snail is a mollusk, a snail, from Central America and South America and parts of the southern United States. It was brought to Oahu in 1955 to eliminate another invasive species. Let me rewind back to that name, rosy wolf. It seems like, you know the phrase, wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm, wolf in sheep's clothing. It's kind of got that feel, doesn't it? Yeah, it A does. wolf in rose clothing. Right. He's going to come in, wipe out some snails. Well, I think it's called rosy because it is very red mm-hmm. in hue. And I think they call it wolf snail. And you, we'll see just in a second why. Um, its other name? What's that? The cannibal snail. No. Yeah. Uh it eats other snails. Dang. Yeah. So there's a cannibal snail on the island now. And um, how does it hunt other snails? Well, it's bigger and faster than other snails, including the yellow-tipped tree snail. What? I'm Well, here's my confusion. How are you eating other snails if you're a snail? It's like you could tell me that there's a, a carnivorous gummy bear, but does, <laughs> what, it's going to... Eat the other gummy bears? What, is gummy jaws? <laughs> I believe it has um spiked a serrated tongue that is like a little more grippier. Huh. So it kind of licks him to death, for lack of a better phrase. Well, I mean, they've, they're eating leaves. It's just their teeth are a little bit more. Okay. A little bit stronger. That's true. If I think of a snail and I look at a leaf, it's probably about the same toughness. Yeah. So how is it hunting these other snails? Is that it follows the slime trail? Of I was going to guess. I was going to guess. Yeah. It sniffs that out. And because it's faster, it just runs them down. And then it'll use the serrated tongue to suck the victim from its shell. Or it just eats it whole. So What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. They have to be way bigger. How do you eat a whole shell? Well, a you- snail. They're not like one bite and then they just like decompose inside their belly like a snake. Mm-mm, I believe they're chomping it. They kind of pin them down and then just work their way. Ooh, yeah. Gross. Slime trail, though. You know, I would say being a snail detective is probably a pretty easy job. <laughs> Detective Shelley, I'm glad you're here. Oh, Hope you didn't have a big breakfast because what you're about to see, well, it ain't easy to swallow. Come over here. Oh, jeez. Yeah, smell that? I, That's the smell of a quadruple homicide. Quadruple? Uh-huh. Oh, jeez, yeah. Oh, boy. This is, uh... Pretty disgusting. It's gross. This is the grossest thing I've ever seen. It's, it looks like... I can't even... Where do, Are those snails? Yeah, used to be. Used to be. Looks like somebody took a bunch of snails and put them in a blender and then poured them back out on the sidewalk. That's one theory we're going with. But we gotta get this sicko. I've never seen anything like this. And our only lead is this slime trail leading off in that direction. Oh, there he is. Oh. Officer, can you uh, get that guy right there? He's trying to make an escape. 
Wow. There you go. Okay. Use the cuffs. Uh-huh. Don't go easy on them. Use your baton. It's what it's there for. Nice. A little more around the shell. Give him a good beating. Okay. Serves you right, sicko. Gross, by the way. Anyways, okay. That's wrapped up. Whew. Nice. I love being a snail detective. Very fulfilling. Where do you want to get lunch? And even if the rosy wolf tail is faster, it does seem like a pretty hilarious slow speed chase. You know, once <laughs> he's just slightly faster than the other one. Yeah. Oh, but it makes it like creepier though, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. We're so used to these fast like cheetah taking down an antelope. There's something much creepier about a slow speed chase. There really is, and you're here the other snail, and you made the mistake of pausing to look back, and he, he's gained on you. It's like a nightmare scenario where you're like, oh, no, I'm supposed to run away, but I'm I super slow motion. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's even worse is that instead of eliminating the invasive species that the cannibal snail was sent there to kill which was another invasive snail, by the way. Instead, it starts attacking all the tree snails. And within a year, it had already extincted a couple tree snail species. Hmm. This thing was bloodthirsty. Efficient. But the yellow-tipped tree snail is still holding on. Probably a little bit faster than those other snails. You're right. Okay, so we have the rosy wolf tail. Then, in the 1970s, Jackson's Chameleon was introduced to the island. What the heck is Jackson's Chameleon? It's a chameleon, right? Not yeah. a snail? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's just people being like, this island should have a chameleon, because that is my understanding of what islands are like. <laughs> and where's the Margaritaville? <laughs> So Jackson's chameleon is named after this guy named Frederick John Jackson. He didn't even discover it. He was just the governor of Kenya at the time of its discovery. And the chameleon is native to East Africa. So they just name it after him. Which is kind of a bummer to me. Well, I'm sure it had a name before this guy <laughs> supposedly discovered it. Right. And you've probably seen one of these before. The males have three horns on their head. Yeah. And then, you know, they have crazy eyeballs and a big curly tail. They're really cool. Yeah, they do look cool. But they had a sweet tooth for these tree snails. So things aren't going great for our tree snails. We've got rats, humans cannibal snails, Jackson's chameleon, and they're all trying to kill them. By the 1980s, they are put on the endangered species list, and we know that's not good. If I'm scrolling down the list and I see, like, bald eagle, blue whale, and then it's, like, a yellow snail, you're just kind of like, eh, that one's okay if that goes away. Is, is it, though? I'm just basing it off of other animals on a list. If they were to hand you that list and be like, you have to pick three that go away. <laughs> Snail is top three. 
<laughs> but we're going to try and save them. In 1997, they went out into the Oahu forest and collected as many of these snails as they could so that they could start a captive breeding program. They find some snails, but the breeding program isn't going great. Uh, <laughs> the snails, they The music is all wrong. <laughs> Nobody's getting talking at the mixers. Yeah, the snails they capture aren't really producing a lot of offspring, and when they do, they don't survive very long. Then, in 2005, one exceptional yellow-tipped tree snail is born. Ooh, I love these types. These these types of nature stories really warm my heart, where there's just one <laughs> Don Juan. What do you call it? Yeah. What is the name of those guys? Just one super breeder, you know, <laughs> playboy animal that is introduced who's like, I'm here to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just good at reproducing. There's like a, a tortoise just like this, right? It's like sired over 500 other tortoises. It's a common story, Melissa. I've okay. sat through a lot of these episodes. <laughs> At the time of this particular snail's birth, there are 20 other captive tree snails of the same species. All of them will quickly die off, leaving this one very special snail as the last of its kind. Uh, because by now, they haven't seen any in the wild for a while. So it's not really that he's mating a lot. It's just that he survived when everyone else was dying for some reason. Hmm. Okay, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. But also cool. He's kind of like the, the Rambo of snails. Right. <laughs> they name him George. Common name for... The last of his kind. Right. Lonesome George. Go back to the episode we did on right. Lonesome he George, who was a tortoise. This is... It's all come in cir full circle. Right? They name him after Lonesome George. Really? Yes. Uh, that was a the Pinta Island tortoise from season one. At last of his species, Lonesome George. Yeah. They're going to try and call this one Lonely George. Oh, nobody will get mixed that mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> but what's silly is that since they're hermaphrodites, um, you know, it's not really a he or a she. It's just. It's a jo pat. <laughs> right <laughs> it's a pet i love it <laughs> and because there were no other captive tree snails of his kind george had no way of reproducing so he's just sort of waiting around in a terrarium at the university of hawaii uh, for someone to bring him a mate <laughs> and researchers were out there looking were you gonna say something i was gonna say that's uh Sounds like a lot of frustrated men on the internet. <laughs> so the researchers were out there looking, kind of, from how I gather it, is um, I guess they'd stop at the place where they collected the last batch of captive specimens and they'd just look out with some binoculars and see if they could see any. 
Doesn't sound like they're trying very right, hard. Right. That's that's what I felt. Hey guys, did you bring me a mate today? Like, uh yeah, 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 we looked. <laughs> we looked. Yeah, they're not finding any. George is eventually moved to a new home, a luxury living facility in Oahu. It is a trailer, and it's the home of the Snail Extinction Prevention Program. There are lots of other extinct or nearly extinct snails living in this trailer with George. Mm. They aren't letting him mate with any of them. You know, he's still waiting for them to find one of his own species. But I'm assuming he was appreciating their company at the very least. Well, I mean, they would just get to look at each other. Yeah, through terrariums. Oh, okay. I guess that's company. Like... If you're in jail, then you can look across <laughs> to the other jail cell. That's company, I suppose. I was going to say that he's getting top-notch care at his trailer. He's being waited on hand and foot. It's basically like a tropical snail resort. Yeah. Temperature-controlled terrariums, all-you-can-eat fungus buffets, room service, five-star cleaning staff. Like It sounds nice. But you are making it sound like it's just a prison. I don't know. Maybe it's great for snails <laughs> to be in that environment for 10 years by themselves. <laughs> also, George had become a bit of a celebrity. Mm. You know, last of the species. It's not uncommon. And don't celebrities already kind of live in a fishbowl? But lots of people do stop by to visit him. Mostly school groups. Big celebrity on the school field trip circuit. Which, <laughs> as far as predators go, has got to be up there for the top snail predator. School children. Uh, yeah. Seriously. So, not cool. Uh, okay, so he's enjoying, you know, his fame. He's living in the snail trailer. But it's not looking good for the species, they haven't found any snails, so the staff decides to take some DNA from George, just in case, so they can clone him in the future, because that's the world we live in now. And they don't take, you know, a swab or like... They probably just chop off his head to grow a new one. They take a piece of his foot. They chop off... Do snails have feet? <laughs> yeah. Melissa! I think he, it's mostly just foot, right? I guess, if that's how you're describing a snail, it's just a slithery foot with eyeballs. No, it's like a slug with the the, the house, right? <laughs> it's just a foot. They just chop off a little bit of them. Which they said, I guess they is... called it his foot. It was in the foot region if, he, if, if we were going to... I don't know. Wow. All right, so they slice a little bit off a snail. And they send it to the Frozen Zoo in San Diego. What? It's the Frozen Zoo. You mean you, like the polar bears? You haven't heard of the Frozen Zoo? We've ta talked about it a long time ago. Like the penguins? It's, it's like where they keep the walrus? It's like the deep freezer. It's like the With Jurassic the Park cream? freezer. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we have talked about that. But it's just... You didn't frame it in some pop culture reference, so okay. I didn't understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they send that off 
and they are still not finding any mates for this lovable snail. And at this point, George is 14 years old. What? Yeah. So you know he's horny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, at that point, I'm thinking- You guys bring me a mate today? (laughs) I've been humping this bottle cap for three years. And then, on the morning of New Year's Day 2019, not that long ago, one of his caretakers discovers George's lifeless body. Likely story. (laughs) One of his caretakers probably squished him. (laughs) Probably happens a lot at that facility. Mm -hmm. So George is gone. And I found this out while researching this episode, and I don't know why we didn't know this already, but when the last survivor of a species dies, that individual is called an endling. Really? Yeah. So, Lonely George, the last of the yellow-tipped Hawaiian tree snails, Mm -hmm. is called an endling. Once he dies, he was the endling to the species. Whoa, that is some, like, sci-fi stuff, you know? Yeah. Maybe just because it reminds me of Ender's Game, but that's crazy. How have we not? How many episodes of this have we done? I know, uh, like thirty-four. It's such a specific phrase for a specific thing. Like, oh, I'd like to be the guy who corrects that grammar and somebody. You know, I'm an editor, and like, oh, well, technically, since he was the last uh, of a species, and he's not dead, he's an endling, and you should refer to him so. Like, nobody's going to understand that. The only time you'd ever say endling is if you're using in, in a sentence to explain what endling means. I think we like to say it was the last of the species and humans had wiped it off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to bring it back around. Uh, it's also the name of the last nacho on your plate <laughs> after you've eaten it. Wiped it off the face of your plate. <laughs> this nacho endling. This <laughs> the end. This soon to be a nacho endling. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I use can't... It, hey, if you're listening, use it. In your, try, find a way to use yeah. it in your natural everyday conversations, whether it be the last nacho on the plate. Throw endling out there. Mm-hmm. Just crazy that we didn't know that until now. If, if anybody, I figured I would know that, but no. Anyway, okay, George's keepers remove his body from his terrarium and then prepare him for the burial process, which I'm not entirely sure of the details, but uh, I believe they just gently place him in a container filled with ethanol. And then what? And then they place... um, That's burial process? Yeah. I thought they were going to like shove him into an old soda can or something. (laughs) They place the container with his body uh, into what they call the death cabinet. And that <laughs> that's like a drawer <laughs> or a shelf. Does anybody see the keys to the death cabinet? <laughs> Who's the last one to lock the death cabinet? 
Who that someone left it unlocked and all the death got everywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's just a bunch of other dead, extinct snail species in there, and and um. This is the part of the job I hate. <laughs> <laughs> clunk clunk. Um. Well, that was it for George and the yellow-tipped tree snails. There were many factors that contributed to their extinction. We've got rats, humans, Jackson's chameleon, habitat loss. Most people, however, give this extinction to the cannibal snails. Nice. Rosy wolf snails, a.k.a. cannibal snails, are responsible for at least eight extinctions on Hawaii. They're on a top 100 list of the most dangerous and invasive species in the world. And they're still a big problem. There have been attempts to fight back. One thing they have done is they put up these tiny walls Mm -hmm. (laughs) around snail populations. And the walls are really smooth and they go pretty deep into the ground. So they're... They keep rats and chameleons from entering, so they're like too deep to dig under, and they're too slippery to climb on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a cannibal snail, these walls are kind of like ninja warrior courses, meaning that only the most fit and most dangerous snails are the ones who make it over. Yes, because they repeatedly try to climb over these tiny fences. So if they manage to get to the top of the wall, you know, that's the first tier. Yeah. Then they have to traverse a spiky mesh. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then if they get past that, there's an electrocuted wire and they they get electrocuted. What? Yeah. Was there like 10 feet of this fencing? How is this practical? They're using these fences. I don't know. In like someone's backyard? No, it's up in Oahu and around trees. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I, the walls are like littered with the corpses of cannibal snails. <sighs> <laughs> and that then- is the most metal sentence you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> the walls are littered with the corpses of the cannibal snails. And so... That's happening, and on the other side of the fence, the tree snails are just, you know, watching this play out again and again. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's kind of crazy. This, so this wall, this tiny little wall, I think it's kind of working, actually, but the problem is far from solved. Hopefully the walls do prevent another tree snail from going extinct, in the meantime, until they do figure out what to do with all the invasive species on the island. But that's it for George and the yellow-tipped tree snails. It was cool to learn about another endling. It's always nice to meet them, mm-hmm. get to know them. Uh, you put it on the endling wall of fame. Right. Melissa, you yeah. know what? You brought this really positive, playful... Uh, let's go sell magazine energy. Yeah. And it worked because you stood up for these snails, gave them some life when, you know, someone else might have just squanched them, kept walking. Right. Snails are cool. Well, that about does it. Oh, so Jack, I meant to mention this at the beginning of the episode, but did you know that we have some fans 
of the I've, shift. I've heard about this. This is crazy to me. We got fan mail. And it was a... <laughs> you going to give a shout out? Yeah. I'll just give a shout out to Andy, Aaron, and Morgan. Thank you for being fans of the show and listening. It meant a lot to hear that you guys Very enjoyed cool. it. Yeah, so cool. We might do one more episode just because of that. <laughs> it kept us going. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Well, that about does it. Thanks for being here, Jack. Thank you, Melissa. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Peg Lake Deer Production.